The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God, except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to the Samaritan, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. In the 1800s, there was a wonderful pastor who preached to the people of Hawaii, St. Damien. In his ministry, he heard about a group of lepers who were ostracized, left to their own devices on the remote island of Molokai in Hawaii. To everyone's surprise, St. Damien made his way over, living among them, showing them the love our Lord has for them when no one else would go near. After some time, he contracted leprosy himself, lasting 11 years together with them in that colony, tending to their wounds, offering them sacraments, and praying with them for those who died. He said, I make myself a leper with the lepers to gain all to Jesus Christ. Up until the discovery of antibiotic treatments, Leprosy was one of the worst diseases on the planet. The people of Israel had specific laws to keep it from spreading. People with leprosy were prohibited from entering any town since the disease was so contagious. They had to continuously shout, unclean, so people knew a leper was approaching and could clear the area. They couldn't come within 50 yards of a healthy person. They lived a life of total isolation, no friendship, no sense of belonging, no affection. And in today's gospel, we meet 10 of them. They stood off at a distance and shouted to Jesus, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Jesus didn't move away 50 yards. He heard them. He told them to go and show themselves to the priests. In Jewish law, priests had to declare someone free from leprosy before that person could re-enter society. On their way to the priest, all ten of them were healed. But only one of them realized that he was healed and returned to thank Jesus and glorify God. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Leprosy is such a painful disease, and if you were healed, you would notice. The other nine simply took the healing for granted and didn't realize the incredible gift that they'd just received.
the one leper who came back to thank Jesus, he's recognized for this gratitude. There's a sadness in Christ's heart at the lack of gratitude in the other nine who were healed. The reason why Jesus values the one leper's gratitude so much here is because gratitude is so important for the health of our soul. Gratitude keeps us grounded in truth, which is key for our ongoing relationship with God. To be ungrateful to God is not only unjust, but it's also living in a manner that's not really realistic. Simply put, everything we have is a gift from God. Creation, life, talents, opportunities, hope in heaven, the grace that helps us persevere in doing what is right, these are all God's gifts. Gratitude is also the perfect antibiotic for the soul. It's a remedy to sin. Sin turns us in on ourselves, like the lepers who are isolated from their community. But gratitude opens us up to God and our neighbor. Gratitude builds bridges, unites communities, and softens hearts. Gratitude also helps us to experience the interior joy that comes from knowing that we are loved by God without limits or conditions. Such an important virtue that God even puts at the very center of Christian worship, the celebration of the Eucharist. The very word Eucharist in English encompasses gratitude. Eucharist is the Greek word for thanksgiving. As Catholics, we don't just stay home and say some prayers or go to mountains and enjoy the view. Those are good things to do. But what happens here in this community and on this altar goes a lot deeper. When we have gratitude for something, it's a response to a favor. Since every favor is done not out of obligation, but freely, our response should also be free. But that means that our act of gratitude should be, in some way, even bigger than the favor that we've been given. Otherwise, it would just seem like we're repaying someone for a debt. Now, in creating and redeeming us, God has done us a favor much bigger than anything that we could ever do for him. But God didn't want us to live in frustration, unable to return his love. So he himself provided a way for us to offer him a perfect thanksgiving, an infinite act of gratitude through the Eucharist. The Eucharist is Christ himself, truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. And since Christ is present in the sacrament, so are all of Christ's actions and prayers, most especially his self-sacrifice on the cross. By uniting our minds and hearts and even our bodies through Holy Communion to Christ's own self-offering in the Eucharist, our human prayer of thanksgiving becomes divine. And so we are able to say thank you to God as we ought to, as we want to, and as God truly deserves. That's what we have come together to do today. And we can only do it here at Mass. To sum this up, I'll share words from St. Damien of Molokai on the Eucharist. He found strength from the Mass, even when he was going through very difficult and painful times. 
He says, I find my consolation in the one and only companion who will never leave me. That is, our divine Savior in the Holy Eucharist. It is at the foot of the altar that we find the strength necessary in this isolation of ours. Without the Blessed Sacrament, a position like mine would be unbearable. But having our Lord at my side, I continue always to be happy and content. Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament is the most tender of friends with souls who seek to please him. His goodness knows how to proportion itself to the smallest of his creatures and to the greatest of them. Be not afraid then in your solitary conversations to tell him of your miseries, your fears, your worries, of those who are dear to you, of your projects, and of your hopes. Do so with confidence and with an open heart.